Yo, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Chaf, Daf 20 of Masech Yoma. Uh, the Daf today, um, at the beginning we finish off kind of talking about what was going on on Yom Kippur night and with the Kohen Gadol. And then we move on to a new Mishnah that discusses the Trumas Hadeshen, when they would kind of remove some of the ash from on top of the Mizbeach every single morning. That was the first thing that would be done in the base Hamikdash, uh, we're going to see a machlokas between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan about what happened regarding when's the earliest time that you could do Chumas Adeshen and what happens if you have some meat of the korbanis that falls off of the Mizbeach um, during the night. And then we are also going to see a machlokas between Rav and Rav Shila regarding what exactly Kros Hagever is. Um, we will that will come up in the Mishnah, and we'll see that. Gemara as well. Cheva, let us begin. We're on Daf Yud Tes Amud Beis. We got a few lines to do over there, um, about six, seven lines from the bottom. The pasuk said uh, the, the the Mishnah had said Umasik and also at Sheigiz Man Shchita. So the these Pirche Kehuna, these Kohanim who were with the Kohen Gadol, they would keep him and en- keep him entertained until it was time to offer the Korban Tamut Shal Shachar in the morning. Tana, the Bryce says, they wouldn't keep him entertained with a lyre or with a harp. Rather, they would sing to him. And, uh, alright, sounds fun. What would they say? That if God will not build the house, well then all of its builders are wasting their time. If God isn't interested in the house, um, standing and existing, so then the house will not exist. And therefore, what they're saying to the Kohen Gadol is like, hey, you know, make sure that tomorrow you're like focused tomorrow and you, you do a good job and you do it all the Shema because at the end of the day, we got to keep the boss happy. We got to keep Hashem happy because if Hashem isn't happy, then this whole uh, operation that we have here with the Beis Hamikdash and everything that's here is basically a waste because you know, if God's upset, we're not going to have a Beis Hamikdash. So they say to the Kohen Gadol, hey, you know, there's kind of a lot at stake over here. Interesting. The special people, the holy people of Jerusalem, they would not sleep all night. They would stay up all night learning. So that the Kohen Gadol will hear the sound of the learning of these special people of Jerusalem all night, on Yom Kippur night, and that will keep him going and keep him awake. Tanya, we learn in the Brisa, Abu Shalom, it says, Abu Shalom, they would also do this outside of the Beis HaMikdash, that they would, Zeichel HaMikdash, in order to uh, remember the Beis HaMikdash. So I guess even when there was, right, Abu Shalom, we learned to Mesech Tapsachim, that Abu Shalom was the gobble of the Beis Rebbe, that Abu Shalom was the neater of the Doan House of Rebbe. So clearly he was after the Beis HaMikdash, and he was saying that even uh, outside of the Beis HaMikdash, they still keep the tradition going that they stay up all night on Yom Kippur night. Ella The only problem is, is that there was, that there was a little bug in their uh, in their in their approach, and they would end up sinning. Says Rashi, that the that the men and the women they hang out with each other on Yom Kippur night, and then they end up sinning. Of course, we know that one of the five Inuyim on Yom Kippur is Tash Mishamita. The men and women don't sleep together. And uh, what would happen on Yom Kippur night in the Gvulin is that they would stay up all night, sure, but they weren't exactly learning. They were uh, doing other things and 
the men and women were sleeping together, which is not something that's allowed to be done on Yom Kippur. Amr Abai v'yitemu of Nachum v'yitzchak targumu nardo. So Abai, some Taka says of Nachum v'yitzchak say, yeah, where is this place that they were messing around on uh, Yom Kippur night? Nardo. Very interesting. The place of Nachman. As well as Shmuel. Very interesting. Tomer Eliyahu, the Rav Yudah Achvad, Rav Salach Sida, that Eliyahu, Mistam Eliyahu Anavi, said to Rav Yehuda Achvad, Rav Salach Sida, the brother of Rav Salach Sida, Amrisu Amai Loasi Mashiach, that Eliyahu says to Rav Yehuda, the brother of Rav Salach Sida, and he says, Hey, Rav Yehuda Achvad, Rav Salach Sida, you guys are always saying all the time, Amai Loasi Mashiach, how come Mashiach doesn't come? Guess what? For Eidna Yom Kippure, says Eliyahu, he says, well, today's Yom Kippur, the evil Kama Basulta Ben Ardah, and even though Tashmish Shamita is not allowed in Yom Kippur, uh, a number of virgins um, um, slept with other people, slept with men on, um, tonight on Yom Kippur in Ardah. So we see that um, in Ardah, these things were going on, that, um, they, you know, they were staying up all night, maybe, but not, not exactly learning. Omar lay. So, Rav Yehuda Achvad of Salach Sida says to Eliyahu, Hakadosh Baruch my Omar, what does God have to say about what's going on? So, listen to what God says. So, Eliyahu Novi says, Omar rovets. You know what God says? He says, look, what can you do? The it's it's the it's the Yitzhar that's making them sin. And the way I understand it, it's that God's. Uh, uh, he's saying, Kilu, he's sticking up for us and saying, you know, the Yetzirah is stark. We saw in my Omer, and Rav Yudah, of Salah Sida asked Eliyahu Novi, and what does the Satan have to, what does Satan have to say about all this? Omer lay, so Eliyahu says, Satan beyond the Kippura, lays, lay Rishusa le Astune. The Satan on Yom Kippur does not have permission to be Satan, to do his Satanic stuff. Mimai, how come? Amram Barchama, Hasotin Bigmatra, Tlasmea, Vishisim, Vaibor, Havay. Hasotin in Gematra is 364. Tlasmea, Vishisim, Vaibor, Yome, Isle, Rishusale, Astune. Biomitikipure, Laisle, Rishusale, Astune. For 364 days of the year, the Sotin is able to be his satanic self. But for one day of the year, he doesn't have any permission. The interesting thing I just thought of right now. Is Lemaisa a year is 354 days, not 364, right? Meaning, uh, 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 obviously the solar year is 365, but the Jewish calendar, of which Yom Kippur is one of 354 days, not one of 365 days. Um, but alright, it's, it's still a very nice gematria, right? Okay. Very nice. Okie dokie. Says the Mishnah B'choyom every single day. They would um, take a truma, a tithe from the altar in the Besamitash B'kriyas HaGever when Kriyas HaGever happened. Now we're going to see that it's a machlokas between Rab and Rab Shila about what exactly is Kriyas HaGever. Um, well, the machlokas either it's a when Gvini um, Karus, uh, uh, remember Gvini Karus from uh, from Misachta Shkolim. So Gvini Karus, so he uh, Taka Janin, who was in the same Mishnah 
with um, Psachia, with Psachia, the uh, with uh, um, Alakinim, right? So uh, right, because we we had the uh, talk with the Sugya sisters uh, today. Uh, well, today for me, but uh, yeah, yeah, they quoted the the, the Mishnah in, in Shkalim with 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 Psachia. So in the same Mishnah was uh, was Gvini uh, Karus. So, so was Krosagever when this fellow Gvini Karuz would, would, would call out? Or was Krosagever maybe Taka a rooster? We'll see, it's Machlaikis. So every day, they would take a Trumas Alishka, a Trumas Adeshen. Every day, the first thing that was, the first avoda that was done in the Beis Amikdash is that a Kayan would climb up to the Beis Amikdash, uh, to the, to the Mizbeach, and he would take a shovel full of ashes, and he would put it next to the Mizbeach by the Makom Adeshen to the east of the of the ramp. That was Chuma Sadeshen. Okay. And that happened Bikriya Sagever at the time of this Krosagever. Osamuchlo, or around the time of Krosagever, being the fun of Bin Akharv, whether it was a shtikl before, whether it was a shtikl afterwards, Uvyoma Kippur Mechatzos. On Yom Kippur, they would do Chuma Sadeshen at midnight. Uvirigalim Meashmuar Rishona. And from on the Shalosh Rugalim, they would, they would already do the, uh, the Chuma Sadeshen at the end of the first watch. Chever, Chever, Chever. Remember the first watch? When was the first watch? Second daf that we learned together. Daf Gimel of Masech de Brachis. So the Machlokas there about is the night three watches or four watches. Mamash the second daf of Shas. Akoponim. So, so on, on, on the Shalosh Rugalim, they would already do the Chuma Sadeshen at the end of the first watch of the night. Okay? And how come on uh, the Shalosh Rugalim they had to do the Truma Sadeshin so early at the end of the first watch already? Because there was so many korbanis, because there were so many people coming to Shalim for the Shalosh Rugalim and they all came with the, who knows, Olus Ria, Shami Simcha, Shami Chagiga, whatever. Lots of korbanis. And so there would, there would mamish be a lot of people bring sacrifices and therefore there would be a lot of ashes on the Mizbeach and they would take all the, as Rashi explains Davkan Chafmud Beis, that, that um, they would take all of the ashes from all the Korbanis and they would stack them uh, on what's called the Tapuach in the middle of the Mizbeach there was this big pile of ash and they would put all the all the ashes of the, of, of the Korbanos there and there was a lot of work to get all those ashes together and the first thing that you had to do before you could do any of this was the Truma Sadeshen and therefore, they would already do the Chuma Sadeshen, this initial shovelful of ash that they would put next to the Mizbeach, they would do that already at the end of the first watch of the night, so that then they could do all the work of taking all the other ashes from the uh, Mizbeach, putting it and stacking it in the middle, so that they could then make room to be able to offer the coming day's Korbanis. And by the time already the day began, there was the, the, the Azara was filled with uh, people coming to offer their Korbanis. Says the Gemara Tanan Hasim. We learn in the Mishnah and Zvachim. Evarim shapakum be'al gabi amizbeach. So if you have limbs that fell off of the mizbeach, that came out off of the mizbeach, kodem chatzos yachzir umo alim bohen. So before chatzos, right? If this happens before chatzos, so then you have to put them back onto the pyre, onto the mizbeach, and there's a din of meila, right? If you get benefit from it, so then it's meila. La'achar chatzos, but after midnight. Lo yachzir. So then you do not put uh, oh after midnight. Takar ibnil. Lachachatzos. So after chatzos lo yachzir ve'ein mo'alin boen 
So after chatzos, you do not need to put back the limbs on the mizbeach, uh, and there is no longer a din of meila. How do we know this? One pasuk says that you'll burn the limbs of the mizbeach the entire night. But the very following pasuk says that they, well, the first pasuk said, okay, one second. We have two psukim, right? This is, Sefer Vayikra, Perik Vav, Pasuk Beis, and Pasuk Gimel. So the first pasuk, right? Pasuk Beis says that, uh, you're gonna, that the, that the, uh, limbs of the animal burn all night. And then the very following pasuk says that then we do the Truma Sadeshin. So the drasha that we want to make is that we compare the first pasuk and the second pasuk to say that the first one is saying that you burn the limbs all the night, uh, the entire night. But then the next pasuk, the drasha that we want to make is that you can even do Truma Sadeshin. All night, which means that if 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 it, if a limb is burnt, so then 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 you don't have to put it back onto. If it's already the fire is already kind of like, you know, interacted with it enough, so then you don't have to put it back on the mizbeach. You can already do truma sedeshin. You can you can take the ashes at that point. You don't need to let it burn all night. So, is it that you need to burn the limbs all night, or is it that already, um, you know, all night? Once it's burnt, you 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 can just take it you know you don't need to leave it there or put it back if it falls off you know you don't need to put it back if it falls off so which one is it so okay said how is it so we want to say so says rav the drasha is well one pasuk says that you burn it all night the other pasuk says you can already take the ashes from it uh, all night so which one is it so we say you know what divide it into the first half um you know, if something falls off or whatever it is, so you put it back on to the Mizbeach. The second half, you know, once already the fire has, has like, uh, I don't know, it says, what, 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 what does Rashi say? It says um, that, um, what do you say? Shemosh Leboa Or. What does that mean? That the fire ruled over it in some capacity. I don't know, it got burnt enough. So then, so, 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 you know, so even though there's still like part of the limb is left, but it's already been cooked. So the first half of the night, if it's already been cooked, but uh, the limb is still there, so you put it back on to the mizbeach. If the same thing happens, but it's the second half of the night, so then already you can leave it and there's no longer a din of me'ila. Fine. Mosav of Kahana, of Kahana has a kasha on Rav. B'chol yom tormin es ha-mizbeach, b'kriyas ha-gever, so one second, our Mishnah says that every single day, when would they do Trumas Hadeshin? When would they take this um, shovel full of ash? Um, basically at the end of the night, by Kroos Hagever. Which again, we haven't defined yet when that is, but it's at the end of the night. Sometimes a little before, sometimes a little bit afterwards. Uvyom HaKippurim, Anum Kippur, Mechatzos. They would do Trumas Hadeshin from midnight. Uvergalim. The interesting thing, though, is that on the Shalosh Rugalim, we said that you could taka already do the Chuma Sadeshen from the end of the first watch of the night. The and if it enters your mind, and if Rav, what you're saying is correct, that the Pasuk is saying that, um, you know, you can really only do this Chuma Sadeshen from Chatzos, so then how could it be that on the Shalosh Rugalim, they would even do it from the end of the first watch? That is before Chatzos. So, Heichim Akhtaminon, how could they do it earlier? Elam Rav Yochanan, so says Rav Yochanan, actually, Mimashma Shinema Kol Alayla, Eni Odea Shu'ara Boker. So, says Rav Yochanan that actually, 
there is really no real kind of rules over here. Meaning you have one pasuk that says that you burn, that, right, right, that, the, that the limbs burn all night. But you have another pasuk which sounds like you could do trumasadeshen all night. And then you have a third kind of part of this, of, of this equation, which is that it says, right, um, what does the pasuk say? They'll have the limbs on the mizbeach the entire night until the morning. Why do I have to? If I say the entire night, I, I, obviously that means till the morning. How come it says till the morning? So Rabbi Yochumat said that that adds a third thing to the equation, which is, so what's ara boker? It says, give another boker to the boker. What does it mean, give a, give a morning to the morning? It means chatzos. So we have basically like three times here. One is that you can have the limbs burn all night. The other one is that already you can do chuma sadeshin if you have, if you have, um, you know, once you have parts of the animal that have already been burnt. And then we have another part that seems to be saying that chatzos plays some kind of role over here. So there's like a bunch of different kind of missing pieces that aren't exactly particularly, particularly clear. So Amr Yochan, it says Rabbi Yochan, from the fact that it says that, that these limbs burn all night, any don't I know that that means that it's in, until the morning? So why does the Pazak say until the morning? So give an extra morning to the morning of the night, meaning the morning of the night is the morning. And what's this extra morning that we're giving it? Midnight. Hilkach. So again, we have like these different times, right? We have like the entire night for burning the limbs, but we also have that you can already do the Chuma Sadeshin also the entire night, but then there's like this Chatzos thing. So like, what's going on? So, okay, so on a regular day where there's like, it's not a particularly busy day, nothing special going on. So then you do the Chuma Sadeshin at the end of the night, you do it uh, by Krosa Gever, which again, we haven't defined yet, but it's the end of the night. Right, or close to Krosagever, whether a little bit before, whether a little bit afterwards, but it's the end of the night. Fine, Sagya. Now in Yom Kippur, where the Kohen Gadol's got a lot to do, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna get tired. So so you can already make it bump that up earlier to give him more time, and you can do Chumasadeshen from Chatzos already. Okay? And on the Shalosh Rugalim, the Nefisha Yisrael, where there's a lot of people, Unufisha Korbanos, and there's lots of Korbanos, Adinim Yashmaros Arishona, then already we do the Chuma Sedeshin from the end of the first watch, Kidiktani Taima, as the Mishnah says, Lohaisa Kriyasa Gevim Agas, Ajaisa Azarim Lehmi Yisrael. Right, as the, as the Mishnah had said, that already once the morning came, the, the Azar was packed with all these people who wanted to bring their Korbanos, so they would do the Chuma Sedeshin already earlier, so that they could start getting the Mizbeach ready and clean off all the ashes from the day before. So we see that there, you know, all these different times, the morning, the beginning of the night already, you could do Chuma Sedeshin, the Chatzos, so what is it? So we say there's no hard, fast time for it, really. So we say on a regular day, do Chuma Sedeshin at the end of the night. If it's Yom Kippur, you want to start earlier, do it from Chatzos. If it's Shalosh Rugalim, which mom is a madhouse over there, you can, you can do Chuma Sadeshin from the end of the first watch. Okay. And what about that, uh, Mishnah, which said that if you have, uh, part of the animal that falls off before Chatzos, uh, you know, so then, so then there's a Din Me'ila and you put it back, but after Chatzos, uh, there's no Din Me'ila and, and you can leave it. Again, it doesn't seem like that's necessarily a hard, fast rule because if that was the, if that was the case, then how would you be able to, to do Chuma Sadeshin before, uh, Chatzos on, on Shalosh Rugalim? It sounds like that's also just kind of a suggestion based on this, um, the fact that it says, Ara Boker, Ten Le Boker, Le Bokro, Shalayla, Keilu, so we say, Chatzos is some kind of cutoff. And if it falls off uh, before Chatzos, put it back. If not, after Chatzos, you could leave it. 
All right. Sounds like things are a little bit wishy-washy there. My Kriyasa Gever. Now, what is this Kriyasa Gever that we're saying that uh, basically the morning was this Kriyasa Gever thing? What exactly is this? Rav Amakra Gavra Rav Shila Amakra So Rav says it's talking about Kragavra, uh, right? Gvine Karos. This fellow who every single day would say, as we're going to see in a little bit, and as we saw in Masech Toshkalim, you know, you would t- say, all right, Kohanim, go do your Kohen thing, Levim, do your Levim thing, Yisraelim, go do your praying for the, for the Korbanus thing. So when, when Gvini Karos would, would go and he would, you know, make his proclamations like, all right, everybody, you know, the day is starting, let's start doing the Avoda. So that is when they would do the Chuma Sadeshin. Whereas Rabshila says it means Kratanagola. When the rooster does its thing, that is the right that, that is when they would do the Chuma Sadeshin. Rabbiklila Interesting story. Rav visited the uh, town of Rabshila. Okay. Lohoya Amora Lemekam Ali to Rabshila. And a little bit of context. They didn't recognize Rav. They didn't know that that was Rav. Now it had so happened to be that they didn't have an Amora that day. What does that mean? They didn't have an Amora. They didn't have somebody, right? You'd have the you'd have the rabbi would, so in this case, from Shila, he would be giving the shear, and he would say over in Hebrew, the shear to this Amora, to this Meturgamon, who this person would translate it to everybody else, and then this Meturgamon would then, then sort of be the microphone, and he would announce the shear to the people in attendance in, in a language that they would understand. So in this case, Rabbi Shila would teach the shir in Hebrew and he would say it to the Amora. And then this Amora would say it over to the people in a, in a language that they understand. So there was no Amora that day. So Rav volunteered. He said, look, I'll be the Amora. They didn't, they didn't recognize him. They didn't realize that he was Rav. So come Rav, Olev, come Mufarish. So Rav was being the Amora. My Kriyas Agever. And then, it so happened to be that the shear had to deal with Kriyas Agever. And so Reb Shila said to Rav, in the context of, of, of him saying to Rav the shear, Reb Shila mentioned Kriyas Agever. So Kragavra. So Rav, when he was explaining it to all the people, he explained it as Kragavra, as he understands Kriyas Agever to be referring to when the person would 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 call out and say like, hey, everybody, time to get to work. So Ribshila says to Rav, hey, hey, why don't why why don't you say Kratanagola? That it's when the rooster um you know cockadoodle doos. That right that that's what Kra Gavra right that right that's what Kros Agever is. Why are you saying it means when the person calls out, it's when the rooster calls out. So Omerle. So says Rav to Ribshila if you have a flautist and he plays his flute for for free people, so they appreciate it. But you have this same flautist who plays his flute for a bunch of weavers, they don't appreciate it and they just say, ah, this guy's just making noise. So the same thing here. When I was in front of the great Rabchia, of course his uncle, and I explained what is krosa, what's krosa gever. It, it means when the person called out. And he had no objections. And you're suggesting that, I, that, that, right, that maybe it means that the rooster, right? And you're suggesting that I, instead, of, instead I should tell everybody that means when the rooster, uh, you know, does this thing, cockle doodle doos. 
So Amalei Marni Rav, at which point Reb Shila realized, oh, you must be Rav, the nephew of Reb Chia. Nei Nachmar, why, don't you, why, why are you doing this job of being the Amora? You should sit in a, in a, in a very honorable place. I don't, you shouldn't be being the Amora. You should, yeah, I want to honor you. Don't, don't, don't be just, you know, don't, don't be working here. Go sit in a, sit in an honorable place. So Rav says, no, look, they say, if you hire a person, so then he'll do whatever it is, you know, if, 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 if you're hired by a person, so do whatever they need you to do. Even if it means to like be um, beating uh, wool and cleaning wool, do that too. And therefore, once I'm already up here, I'll be the Amor. Those who say, this is what Rab said, we go up in holiness, we don't go down. And therefore, you know, if you're going to replace me with somebody else who is not as great as me, so then we'll be going down in stature. We want to be going up in stature. Okay, fine. So interesting story, right? So basically we have machlokas between Rav and Reb Shila about what's this cross gever thing. Rav says it means when the person calls out. Reb Shila says it means when the rooster calls out. Rav was once filling in as the maturgaman for Reb Shila. Rav translated cross gever as kragavra, as he understands it to be when the person calls out. And Reb Shila didn't realize that it was Rav. And they had this interesting interaction there. Tani Kavase. The Rav Tanikavasa de Rubshila. Now we have a Brisa supporting both Rav and a Brisa supporting Rubshila. Tanikavasa de Rav. Here is the Brisa supporting Rav. Gvine Karuz. That Gvini was the announcer. This, this person who called out in the base of Mikdash, Mahu Omer. What would he say? Imdu Kwan Labodaschem. Priests, get up to do your service in the temple. And Levites, go up to your pl- uh, platform where you're going to sing. And uh, the regular Israel people, go and uh, assume your positions where you're going to pray for the Korbanis. And Gvini Karuz's um, voice was able to be heard for three parses. Now we had this very, very similar Gemara in Mesech Tashkalim, where Taka says eight parsos. Akoponim. Maiseba Agripa Samelech, there was a story with Agripa Samelech also in the Gemara there in Shkalim. Shoyababa Derech, that he was traveling with Shamakolo Begimel Parsos, and he heard the voice of Gvini Karuz, um, three parsos away. Ukshobalaveso Shigalom Atonis, and when, uh, Agripa Samelech got home, he sent Gvini Karuz presents. And even so, the coin Gadol, was even more impressive than Gvini Karuz to Amr Mar, Uchvar Amr Ona Hashem Vinishmakolo Biyuricho. That when the Kohen Gadol said on Yom Kippur, when he was slaughtering the Parachatas Asherlo, he says, Ona Hashem, Chatasi Avisi, Pashati Lefanecha, etc. So that was able to be heard all the way in Jericho. And says, Rabbi the name of that from Jerusalem to Jericho is ten parsos. So Gvini Karuz was, his, his voice was able to go three parsos, but the Kohen Gadol's voice on Yom Kippur was able to go ten parsos. And even though the Kohen Gadol was weakened because he was fasting, and Gvini Karuz wasn't weakened. And the Kohen Gadol was saying this prayer during the day, as opposed to Gvini Karuz, who was saying his, uh, he was telling everybody to get up 
during the night. To Amr Blevi, that says, Rablevi, Mipnema ein kolo shal adam nishma bayom kederch shenishma balayla. How come a person's voice doesn't travel as well and is not heard as strongly uh, during the day as it is during the night? Mipnei galgal chama shemenase barakia kicharash amenase barazim. Because of the sun that is like sawing through the firmament like a, 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 a woodworker, a sawer who saws uh, cedars. Okay, the, the sun kind of you can like see like almost like sawdust in like the rays of light. So that kind of gets in the way of the voices during the day. And all this sawdust of the day, it's called la, it's called nothing. This is what Nebuchadnezzar says, that all the people in the, in the, in the land are they're like this nothing, like this sawdust kind of stuff. All right. If not for if not for this like sawdust that comes out during the day that kind of blocks your voice, so then we would um, hear the 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 all of the voices coming from Rome. If not for all the voices of Rome, we would hear all this like I don't know I guess sand from like uh, the the sun. All right. All right, we're going to hold it here, even though it's kind of like, almost like a shtickle in the middle. We still haven't brought the prices to support Rib Sheila, but it goes on for a shtickle longer. And uh, I'm just going to stop right here at the end of the daf. Uh, well, that was uh, daf chaf of Mesech Yoma. I guess it was ta- taka like a shtickle all over the place. We had some interesting gemaras there at the beginning about um, the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur staying up all night and how the people... Um, would in Jerusalem, the holy people in Jerusalem would stay up all night with him so that he could hear their voices. Then we said that this kind of went went the wrong way in Narda, where it ended up being a shtickle mess. The interesting uh, gematria about Hasatin is 364 big gematria to, see, to say that the Satan is only able to um, be satanic 364 days of the year, but not in Yom Kippur. We then got to a Mishnah about uh, Truma Sadeshen, which is very interesting. We say that we would generally do Truma Sadeshen um, at the end of the night, before the morning, um, on Erev Yom Kippur. Well, on Yom Kippur, we, Truma Sadeshen was already done at Chatzos, and on the Shalosh Rogalim, where the Umamish, all of Amiso was coming to bring Korbanos, they would already do Truma Sadeshen at the end of the first watch of the night, so that there would be enough time to prepare the Mizbeach for everybody who is coming. Um, we had an interest, so we had a machlokas there between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan about how exactly to learn out. Um, so there was a Mishnah that we had in, in, in Zvachim that says that if you have uh, some limbs of a, of, of a korban that fall off the Mizbeach before Chatzos, you have to put them back. After Chatzos, you can leave them. Rav learns it out from the Pasuk, from one Pasuk that says that, um, that, um, you would burn the animal in the entire night, but another Pasuk says that already you can do Chuma Sadeshen. The entire night. So we say, okay, split it in half. The first half, um, if, it, you know, you can't do Chuma Sadeshin. You only do Chuma Sadeshin after the second half. But we said, Ravkana Asakashi says, but if that's the case, then how could it be that on Shalosh Rugalim we talk to do Chuma Sadeshin before the, um, before Chatzos? So Yochanan then answered and says, actually, like the times are shtickle wishy washy, right? We, we have times, right? We have one pasuk that seems to be saying that you burn the animals, uh, right? The, right? The limbs all night, which means that uh, you wouldn't do Chuma Sedeshin until the morning, but we have another Pasuk that seems to be saying you could do Chuma Sedeshin all night. Then we have another Pasuk that says, right, Kola Laila Araboker. How come it says Araboker if it says Kola Laila? So to say Chatzos. So like, what is it? So we have all these different times. So on a regular day, we do Chuma Sedeshin in the morning. On uh, Yom Kippur, we do Chuma Sedeshin from Chatzos. And on uh, Shal Shugalim, we already bump it up 
to the end of the first watch. Then we asked the Kasha, what exactly is this Krosag everything, right? We said that, that, uh, on a regular day, you do, um, Chuma Sadeshin around the time of Krosag ever. So we said that, uh, so Smachol Zrav Rab Shila, Rab said, Rab says that Krosag ever means when the person calls out, like Vini Karus, the person who would, uh, say to the Kwanim, hey, Kwanim and Levim and Yisraelim, time to get up and start to do the service. Rab Shila's opinion was that, um, um, Krosag ever is when the, the rooster, uh, does his uh, cockle doodle doing, and then there was an interesting story there where Rob visited Rab Shila's uh, uh, town. Rab Shila didn't recognize him. Rob volunteered to be the on the person who would, uh, you know, say over Rab Shila's shear and work as an intermediary to deliver it to all the people. And Rob translated Kra Gavra, uh, Kra Sagever as Kra Gavra when a person calls out. To which they had an interesting dialogue with Rab Shila who. Kind of wanted him to say that it's taka a rooster, and that was very interesting. Chaver, uh, that was the Chav of Mesechta Yoma. I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy peace.